are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Thursday, January 6th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you like what you're listening to today, then please be sure real quick to go and follow the podcast. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well. It'll only take a quick couple of seconds, and it's all for free. Wherever you may be listening to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc., it's all for free, and if you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Alright, good afternoon everyone, and as always, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks and for making the show your first listen here today. We got quite the show on tap, folks, as, of course... Yesterday, the Blackhawks traded Alex Nylander to the Pittsburgh Penguins in exchange for forward Sam Lafferty. I'll go over everything to know from this one-for-one swap between the Hawks and the Pens, and then I'll also go over a full preview of the Blackhawks' upcoming matchup tonight with the 6-22-3 Arizona Coyotes. And then to finish up the show today, I'll also discuss the Hawks unfortunately having yet another game postponed, making that five games total now that they will need to make up at some point later on in the season. All that and more right here on Lockdown Blackhawks. To start off the show though today, folks, let's talk about that trade the Chicago Blackhawks made yesterday, sending Alex Nylander to the Pittsburgh Penguins in exchange for Sam Lafferty. A pretty disappointing way for this uh, whole Nylander saga, if you will, to come to an end here in Chicago. And of course, the first thing that I think came to everyone's mind when they saw Nylander get traded for a guy like Lafferty, who I'll have plenty more on here in just a minute, um, but I think the first thing that came to everyone's mind was immediately Henry Okiharu, because of course... Back in the summer of 2019, that's who now former general manager Stan Bowman sent to the Buffalo Sabres to acquire uh, the former number eight overall pick in Alex Nylander. And Yoki Haru, for those of you who don't remember, or, you know, it was a couple years back and a lot has taken place since that 2018-19 season, I believe it was, when he was last in Chicago. Um, he was the 29th overall pick by the Hawks in 2017. And in that one year or like kind of half year, he didn't even play uh, the full season up with the Blackhawks. Um, But he did record 12 assists. Uh, I believe he went on to help uh, Finland win a gold medal when the Blackhawks allowed him to go take part in a tournament. Uh, Might've even been the, the U20. Uh, I forget what tournament it was, but he performed really well there as a top pairing defenseman and uh. Just overall, you know, for only looking, for only being 19 years old, he he looked pretty good in, in that one year stint that he had with the Blackhawks. Um, but as you know, Stan Bowman loved to do, went on to trade yet another former first round pick of his to take a gamble on Nylander, who um, with his time in Buffalo just was was never able really to figure it out. And even when he was playing for the Rochester Americans in the AHL, he didn't even put up the best of numbers. And of course, as we all know now, 
Um, was never able to figure it out here in Chicago either. Nylander only played up at the NHL level for just one year with the Blackhawks, and in that one season, he played in 65 games, recording 10 goals and 16 assists for 26 points. That also kind of feels like forever ago because it was pre-pandemic. Um, but I think the thing with Nylander that, that always bugged people the most was was more significant than um, the lack of point production. 26 points in 65 games, first year as a full-time pro, that's not terrible. Um, but I think what people were more upset with was just Nylander's lack of consistency in his all-around game because defensively he wasn't always the most responsible. And even on the offensive end, <clears throat> on nights that he was given opportunities, he got plenty of chances to play with guys like Patrick Kane and at that time, you know, prime Jonathan Tays before he had to sit out that year due to that illness. Um but even when he was playing with those guys, getting a top six chance, Nylander, you know, just never could figure it out. He just couldn't be a consistent top nine player for the team. And, uh, you know, his play made a lot of Hawks fans, I feel like, want to rip their hair out, including me sometimes, uh, because the talent, I don't think, was ever the question, you know? Like, especially if you have gone and watched Nylander in person, like, he is a phenomenal skater. His edge work is really good. That He and his brother are both really swift, skilled skaters. And he has, you know, the patience and the playmaking ability, I believe, to be a difference maker. But he just never could make it happen consistently for whatever reasons. Um, He almost looked kind of timid out there to me. Like, he always, I don't know, I didn't feel like he was the most confident in his abilities or like confident in himself to be out there with the best in the world. I don't know. I don't want to speak for Nylander. Or I, I was never personally around him and don't know him. Um, but it, it was just a tough overall first year for him with the Blackhawks. And then of course he went on to miss all of last season due to that knee injury. And then uh, hadn't been able to make his way back up to the NHL level so far this year. And down in the AHL with Rockford, he also only had 12 points, eight goals and four assists in 23 games as well, um, and I talked about this a little bit yesterday in the clip that I shared to Twitter, um, considering how up to this point in the season, considering how Nylander hadn't been one of those bottom six options that the Hawks have shuffled through, you know, um, for Nylander to not be included in that group up to this point, I thought that seemed kind of telling to me about how the organization valued him and about his future here in Chicago you know there just didn't seem to be much of a path for Nylander to get back up to the NHL within the Blackhawks organization so I, I do see why the front office decided to make a move here and also one thing I wanted to mention uh, according to Charlie Rumeliotis a source told him that one reason in particular why Nylander was traded. Um, he also asked for an opportunity. He didn't ask specifically to be traded, but he did ask the organization apparently for uh, an NHL opportunity. Um, and one reason also why he was traded apparently was to open things up a little bit more down in Rockford as well, get some more um, younger prospects, some a more prominent role. So, um, you know, a change of scenery obviously made sense here across the board, but there's no doubt after giving up a former first-round pick in Henry Yokiharu to acquire Nylander, 
uh, a couple of years back. And Yoki Haru, by the way, I should mention, you know, he's not lighting it up or anything in Buffalo. He's not like a top pairing stud or anything, but at just 22 years old, you know, he is serving as uh, a serviceable, if you will, top four defenseman over there for the Sabres, you know, averaging over 20 minutes a night. And, uh, you know, just with all the experience that he's racking up at at an early age, I, I think he does have the potential to be a really solid blue liner one day down the road. So uh, considering how we gave up that to get Nylander, and now, um, no offense again, I don't mean to, like, sound like I have anything against Sam Lafferty, but to only get uh, someone of his abilities, you know, a former fourth-round pick seven years ago now with only 94 career NHL games, um, considering we gave up a first-round pick top four defenseman, that's definitely a little bit of a low blow. There's no way around it, and just comes back as uh, another massive failure of a trade made by former general manager Stan Bowman. Um, definitely one that's just leaving me shaking my head. Uh, and Stan, with moves like these, he did make some good minor moves, but there's one like these where um, it's kind of screwed over the team in a sense going forward because we're trading first-round picks, you know, we're trading the players we took in the first round with that, and that's kind of left the Blackhawks here and whoever their new front office be, it's kind of left them with a, a pretty lackluster prospect pool at the moment. That's going to make things a little bit tougher on them going forward unless uh, they have to go out and get them from another team. But anyways, I definitely wanted to talk for a moment about Sam Lafferty here, who, again, I don't mean to sound like I'm speaking negatively about it. I don't hold anything against Lafferty. Um, I more so, you know, have stuff against both Stan Bowman and I guess Alex Nylander a little bit too, I guess, because, you know, just never made the most of his chances here. Um, but you know, for those of you who aren't too familiar with Lafferty, I wanted to go over a little bit of a scouting report on him. Again, he's now a 26 year old forward who is a for a former fourth round pick of the pens way back in 2014. And in 94 career NHL games over the last few years, uh, Lafferty, who's a six foot one, 195 pound right-hander, he's tallied just six goals and 15 assists for 21 points. So, not a whole lot of offense in his toolkit, at least what he's shown us so far. Um, and he also doesn't have a goal in his last 44 NHL contests spanning the past two seasons. So, yeah, it just doesn't look like the offense necessarily has been his bread and butter so far in his career. And at 26 years old, it's hard to know if he's ever going to develop that part of his game. Um, but according to some sources around the league, some stuff I saw over Twitter and from uh, a couple of other places, Lafferty, for the most part, he's known as uh, a bottom six guy with a good combo of size and speed. He can also play um, all three forward positions, center and the wing, which is always a nice uh, ability to have in your back pocket when someone gets gets kicked out of the draw, you can have a guy come in and still be able to win. Um, and he also has been able to serve on um, the Penn's penalty kill unit in the past so far. So for the most part here, just kind of sounds like a, another fringe grinder that the Blackhawks have acquired. And by the way, Lafferty is expected to join the Blackhawks in Arizona for their upcoming road trip. They just hit the ice a couple of moments ago, so I'm not sure as of right now if he's out there with them. Um, my only negative about this return here for Nylander um, in this trade is I just personally would have preferred 
for the return to be a later round draft pick. If that was on the table, we don't know that. We don't know what the market was for for Alex Nylander. It's easy to say, why didn't we get a draft pick? We don't know what people were offering. But if it was even, I, I, I would have taken a fourth for him. I don't know if a fourth was on the table, but I would have. Like, there didn't seem to be much of a future for this kid here with this team. Get what you can. Hopefully, we can try and, you know, um, develop a player who, who could have a higher ceiling than what Lafferty may offer. The one problem I will say with that, though, is the Hawks haven't really developed any later solid round picks of theirs um, other than Brandon Hagel, but they didn't even draft him, so I don't even know if that counts. Um, So maybe, you know, that also went into the decision-making for interim GM Kyle Davidson. I don't know. We don't know what goes on behind those closed-door meetings, but I will say I was a bit disappointed that... um, the second trade in a row here at the Hawks, they didn't get a single draft pick in return from. You know, even if it'd be a later pick at that, they didn't get a single draft pick in return for either Chad Chris and Alex Nylander so far this year. That's my one little gripe about the trades that Kyle Davidson has made. All right, there are my full thoughts on the Blackhawks trading Alex Nylander to the Pittsburgh Penguins on Wednesday. Coming up in just a moment, I will get into a full preview of the Hawks' upcoming contest tonight with the Arizona Coyotes. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. BetOnline has you covered all season on more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season in the NFL and NCAA continues to march towards the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head on over to our new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, the NHL, NBA, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Sign up today and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKDOWN, that's one word in all caps, to receive your bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Moving on into segment two now today, it's time to get into a full preview of the Blackhawks contest later on tonight with the Arizona Coyotes. And that's in 8 p.m. Central Time. Puck drop, folks, by the way. Uh, And yes, this game will be televised in the Chicagoland area. I believe last game against Colorado will be the only game in the month of January that was strictly on ESPN Plus and Hulu, which I know is good news for a lot of my listeners out there. Uh, But tonight, the Chicago Blackhawks, yes, are back in action, looking to snap that five-game losing skid that they're in the midst of uh, against the 6-22-3 Arizona Coyotes, the bottom feeder of the NHL right now, with just 15 points on the season. It's about as brutal as expected for the Coyotes. They're they're thinking far ahead of just this season. They got Shane Wright on their mind, folks. Uh, But this is one where the Blackhawks, they just desperately need to get things back on track, right? And after putting together uh, a pretty strong and impressive 
final two periods in regulation against a dominant Colorado Avalanche team on Tuesday. I don't think there can be any excuses for why the Hawks should not be able to come away with two points here tonight against the Yotes. There's no excuses. Arizona is last in the league in goals per game. Not a lot has changed, by the way, since the, this first meeting between these two teams back on uh, November 12th that resulted in a 2-1 to win for the Hawks. Arizona is last in the league in goals per game. They're last in the league in goals allowed per game. And they're 30th on the power play and 31st on the penalty kill. Like, come on. And I know this is hockey and anything can happen on any given night. That's this sport by definition. But the Hawks, they just can't afford to lose this game. And it's literally now or never here to turn things around. And I think if they're not able to beat the Yotes here tonight, I think a lot of folks will look at this as the nail in the coffin, the dagger in the season. Even though there would still be like, I think, 48 games left on the season, I believe. Don't test my math. Don't quote me to that. I think 48 to 50 games, something like that. Um, But even with that many games left, you know, to have lost four in a row to open up 2022 and six in a row total and just be continuing to slide down the standings, losing to the Coyotes, I mean, I would understand why people would feel that way. And I know some people are already feeling that way right now. And I can't really blame them for that. It just hasn't been good enough from the Hawks in basically five games in a row here. They haven't put together good enough 60-minute efforts. We've seen some flashes, but we need consistency right now. We need to be getting two points as much as possible. So I understand why people are feeling that way. It hasn't been good enough, um, but there's no way around it. The Blackhawks need a win here tonight on the road in the desert against the Coyotes. Uh, but before I go into the projected lineup and the start, starting goaltenders for tonight, I also wanted to talk about uh, the other couple of roster moves, aside from the Alex Nylander trade, that the Blackhawks made on Wednesday. First, forward Curtis Gabriel and defenseman Alec Regula were both reassigned to the Rockford Icehogs of the AHL, while defenseman Nicholas Bodan was recalled up to the taxi squad, which I thought was interesting. Um, but for Gabriel and Regula, can't say I'm too surprised with either being sent to the minors. You know, with Rockford returning to play, it definitely makes sense to get Regula back there for some consistent game action. Uh, and then with Gabriel, even when he did get in the lineup for those couple of games with the Hawks, he didn't really make much of an impact other than with his physicality, and they weren't even really giving him much of a role in the first place. Um, and with the Hawks just desperately needing offense as much as possible right now, it, it's just tough to get a scrapper like him into the lineup when we need every bit of offense that we can. Um, so I just thought it made sense for both of those guys to get sent down to the AHL. But I am interested to see if Nicholas Bodan is actually going to get an opportunity here to play some NHL games because, as I said, Rockford, they, they're returning to play. They've had all their players removed from COVID protocol as well as their two coaches, uh, and they're scheduled to make their return to the ice against the Chicago Wolves tomorrow night. So to recall Bo Dan, when he was basically, you know, guaranteed to start playing games again tomorrow with the Ice Hogs, I just wonder if that means that the Hawks are actually going to be giving him some looks here. And I know it's been kind of a, a tough go of things, 
for Bodan in the AHL. Um, but I do think it would be good for him to get both some game and practice reps up here with the big boys at the NHL level. All right, getting into the Hawks' projected lineup for tonight. They literally just finished up their morning skate in Arizona, which is why I waited to get this episode out until later on in the afternoon here today. But first, in net once again, as expected, will be Marc-Andre Fleury, who, despite what the numbers may suggest, I thought he put together a pretty spectacular performance on Tuesday against the Colorado Avalanche. I thought he was one of the main reasons why the Hawks were able to get that one to overtime and even had a shot at coming back after going down from uh, two to nothing. But with Kevin Lankinen remaining in COVID protocol, he was not on the ice for the morning skate. Um, the Hawks are hopeful, though, that he'll be able to return sometime here during this current road trip. Um, but with Lankinen still out, that leaves Arvid Soderblom as the backup on the active roster, and then Kale Morris is the third goalie on the taxi squad currently. And even though Soderblom did play pretty well, honestly, in that 5-1 to one loss to the Calgary Flames on Sunday, especially for it being uh, his first NHL start at just 22 years old, and I don't think anyone saw him making his NHL debut this year, um, but even with Soderblom performing better than anyone expected, I still don't know how antsy Derek King's going to be to give give him another crack when the team is desperately needing to come away with some victories right now. They need to string some together at that. So even against a, a struggling team here like Arizona tonight, you, you still got to play your best in order to come away with a victory. You know, you can't take anyone in this league for granted. And there's no doubt that Flurry gives them their best chance right now in net. So no surprise to see the Flower getting the start once again. Uh, and it looks like he'll be batting, battling Carl Velmak, uh, Vemelka for the Coyotes in goal. Almost butchered his name. Um, and he's he's someone, though, that the Hawks, they can't sleep on either. Because for a team that allows the most goals in the NHL, they have the terrible penalty kill unit. And they also give up the 27th most shots on goal per game. Vemelka's numbers are, are pretty solid this year. He's got a good good uh, save percentage for a team that's dreadful defensively, and he's also coming off a 46-save outing against the Jets in his last start. So uh, the Hawks definitely cannot think this is going to be an easy one by any means out here in the desert later tonight. As for the rest of the Hawks lineup, uh, for the first time in quite a while, it feels like there are actually no line rushes from Derek King and the Hawks during the morning skate. And that's because this technically, I guess, was an optional morning skate that was held by the Hawks, according to Mark Lazarus of The Athletic. Uh, but during his interview with the media following the morning session, King stated that Sam Lafferty who, as I mentioned earlier, I wasn't sure if he was on the ice for the morning skate or not. Well, turns out he was, in fact, out there with his new teammates. Uh, but King, after the session, stated that Lafferty will not be making his Blackhawks debut here tonight against the Yotes. King just first wants him uh, to get some time settled in and whatnot before actually getting him into the lineup. But he did add that could happen on Saturday when the Hawks travel up to Vegas to take on the Golden Knights. But we know that Lafferty won't be in the lineup here tonight. And then with Brett Connolly being the 14th forward on the active roster right now, but needing to still serve the final game of his four-game suspension, that leaves only 12 forwards. So gives you a pretty good idea of who 
is going to be in the Hawks lineup tonight up front, but we're not sure of what the line combinations are going to be. I do expect them, though, if I had to guess, I expect them to be pretty similar to what we saw on Tuesday against the Colorado Avalanche. I still think we'll see Henrik Borgstrom in between Brandon Hagel and Patrick Kane up on the top line. I thought those three were pretty good together. Definitely the best trio for the Blackhawks on Tuesday. I am interested, though, to see if it's going to be Dominic Kubelik, Mackenzie Entwistle, or Dylan Strom up on the second line at the right wing spot with Jonathan Taze and Alex Dabrinkit. I think Mackenzie Entwistle, though, might have a leg up at the moment. We've started to see Macker showcase his stuff a little bit more recently now that he's finally back to being fully healthy, and he's chipped in for a couple of goals as of late, I think two or three in the past five or six games when he's gotten an opportunity with Jonathan Taze. So uh, Entwistle could have the leg up on the rest of the Hawks wingers at the moment. Um, And that also, if that does wind up being the case, that would allow Derek King to reunite the Kubelik, Doc, and Kurashev trio that he was going with as the third line for just about a month there. So definitely that's going to be my interesting lineup decision to keep an eye on when the Hawks hit the ice for the pregame skate. or, I didn't bring it up, could it be Dylan Strom making his return inside the top six? It's only one game where uh, Stromer did uh, was bumped down in the lineup. So that's definitely an interesting lineup decision to keep an eye on. Uh, if Strom's not there, though, inside the top six, I think we could see him on the fourth line with Jujar Kara and Ryan Carpenter once again. Uh, because those three actually performed pretty well together in the limited ice time that they got. Um, so we could definitely see Strom in the same fourth-line role that the Hawks rolled with on Tuesday once again here tonight. Uh, but still, as I said, not 100% sure of the line combinations. We do know, at least though, which 12 forwards will be in the lineup. Uh, as for the defense, thanks to my good buddy Ben Pope from the Chicago Sun-Times, who always kills it with his Blackhawks coverage, uh, I asked Ben if Derek King said anything about who is going to be the odd man out on defense for the Hawks tonight, and Ben told me he did not. So it looks like it's going to be a mystery on our hands. Uh, but if I had to guess, personally, I would think King would be more reluctant to same stay with the same lineup that he went with on Tuesday against the Avs because it was definitely the best effort we've seen from the Hawks in quite a while. So that that would be just my guess, uh, but also kind of my hope because Eric Gustafson and I are not friends at the moment with the way that he's been playing recently. Uh, But we'll just have to wait and see who hits the ice during the pregame warm-up around 7.30 p.m. Central Time later on this evening. All right, I think that takes care of the Blackhawks. Projected lineup tonight against the Arizona Coyotes. Coming up in just a minute, I will go over yet another game on the Hawks' upcoming schedule getting postponed by the NHL. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Before I let you all go and enjoy the rest of your days, I still need to talk about the Blackhawks having yet another game on their schedule postponed to a later date. Late last night, the NHL announced that the matchup on Tuesday, January 18th, scheduled against the Edmonton Oilers up in Edmonton, has now been postponed as well. 
but that's not too much of a surprise, I will say, because uh, this is one that the NHL has had circled for the past couple of weeks with, you know, a plethora of postponements coming from teams that play up in Canada. Um, But this now makes five games that the Hawks will have to make up later on in the season. They have to make up a game against Calgary, Columbus, Florida, Dallas, and now Edmonton. So a decent chunk of games there. And one thing I wanted to mention, considering how the regular season right now is scheduled to play through all the way all the way through the month of April, I should say. Um, I just, I highly doubt that the NHL would want to extend the Stanley Cup playoffs that much further back into the summer, you know? I think they want to allow for a normal training camp and a normal offseason, if possible. They want that to happen. Make the season next year as normal as possible. That's the goal. Which really makes me believe that all these games are going to be made up in the month of February, in that 23-day window that was left available for the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics, which we now know the NHL players will not be taking part in. So with that being the case, I really do expect these five games and, you know, potentially more, who knows what's going to happen in the future. Um, But I expect these postponed games to be made up somewhere there in February, in between um, let me look at the schedule real quick. It's in between February 4th and February 24th. Um, yeah, at the moment, the final game for the Hawks is scheduled on the 2nd against the Minnesota Wild. I, I don't think the the NHL would give them back-to-back games, probably at least one day off, I would imagine. Uh, but their last game as of right now is scheduled for February 2nd against the Minnesota Wild, and then They do not have another game scheduled in February until the 25th, a Friday against the New Jersey Devils. So just about, um, you know, 20, 21 days off there to squeeze in as of right now, five games. I I just think that definitely looks like the most likely scenario for the postponements to be made up. And and (laughs) for a kid who's got a vacation in Mexico, from February 12th through February 19th, I can't say I'm all too happy that this is the most likely situation, Uh, you know, but I guess working in Mexico on the beach is still definitely better than working in freezing cold Chicago in the month of February. Maybe I'll even get lucky and there'll only be like one or two games played the week I'm there. I'll keep my fingers crossed on that one. Um, We'll have to see what happens, but yeah, a fifth Blackhawks game has officially been postponed here by the NHL. That contest that was originally slated for Tuesday, January 18th against the Edmonton Oilers will now also have to be made up later on sometime in the season. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Thursday, January 6th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show and be sure to go and follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to go and check out the Lockdown Bets podcast, which is hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You can get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and even Lee Sterling's lock of the day by just simply following the Lockdown Bets podcast. It's free and available on all platforms, so be be sure to check out Lockdown Bets right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. 
You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account at JackBushman2, or you can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on any one of my Twitter accounts, or you can even call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, go Hawks! Let's pick up a much-needed win here tonight against the lowly Arizona Coyotes. And thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.